This is Supervised Learning, a podcast where the Merlin Mind team learns from experts in artificial intelligence, technology, and education. We hope you enjoy learning with us through these conversations with those who know. Time to learn. Randy and Donna, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Levi Belknap. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Merlin Mind. And today we're going to have a, I hope, fun and interesting conversation on our podcast, uh, Supervised Learning, where we talk to experts and educators and innovators in education, technology, and AI to learn about the work they're doing and why it matters. So I'd love if you could both introduce yourselves and tell us about the district you work in, the area you work in, the type of setting it's in, and we're going to learn a lot more about what you're doing to innovate there. My name is Randy Seldomridge, and I am the Instructional Technology and Media Curriculum Coordinator for our district here in Caldwell County. Um, we are located in the foothills of North Carolina, which is between Boone and Charlotte. Um, we have some rural areas and some little small towns in this district. We have around um, uh, 10,500 students and about 800 teachers in this district. And I'm Donna Nichols, and I'm an instructional technology facilitator. I work in the schools. Uh, there's two of us that are directly in the schools at all times. So I go in K-12 okay. all the way through. Just helping teachers incorporate technology into their lessons more meaningfully, go into classes, work with students, all that. Okay, wonderful. And obviously, today, the reason we've brought you on here is you at Caldwell County, especially Randy and Don are some of the leaders of bringing Merlin Minds AI digital assistant Merlin into classrooms to help with teaching and learning. So we're going to talk about your role in being at the cutting edge of innovating with this new technology application for schools. But we're going to get to that a little bit more later. First, we want to understand what does it mean to be an instructional technologist professional in education and maybe kind of like a day in the life of what you each do. And really what we're looking for here is what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? Like, what does it mean to be successful in your job? And what are some of the challenges you face that make it hard to achieve that? So maybe both of you, if you could start with uh, kind of the, the work you're doing. Um, I think you started it. You I, go. <laughs> I think most days um, it feels like uh, it's a dumpster fire that you're trying to put out because you really never know um, what kind of questions are going to um, uh, occur that you have to deal with like uh, in a quicker manner than others. Um, I think our goal is that we really want to help our, our teachers to help our students to learn how to use technology but to use it in a way that enhances what they're already learning mm -hmm. and to understand that that um, Chromebook or that device is not just um, like a babysitter. Like mm -hmm. we want them to use the tools in a way that really makes learning come alive and engages our students and helps the teachers um, offer a, a lesson that um, takes the student to a place where they might not normally get to go in some way. So this is my second year in this position. Um, as I said, Randy started it. He was our very first in the county and you can see he covers instructional technology and media. Mm. I happen to be a media coordinator with an instructional technology master's degree. Um, he and I had worked together before. So we had a really clear vision 
when it comes to our professional goals. We are both teachers. We are still teachers. I go into the classrooms and I tell everyone I'm actually a teacher on the loose. I just am not tied to a class. Um, our days are so different uh, because Randy was the beginning for our county where a lot of counties have instructional technology people. They know you, we're never going to go back to a time where there's not technology being used in the classroom or in the world. Um, but it is so difficult for teachers not only to learn a different way, find a different way. I mean, we are all masters of working under insane situations and working on the fly and doing things, but it is so difficult to become a master with the technology part as well. So our county is working on it. Right. So there's us, there's another one of us that she goes into the other ends of the schools. And like Randy said, our days are different. Um, my first year I was building relationships because you don't walk into a classroom and you're not the teacher. <laughs> uh, it's their classroom. So mm -hmm. I had to let them understand me, realize my vision really was to help them help their students. And that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. I'll go into, I go into a different school every day. Uh, now they know me a little bit more, but before that, I'd go into your classroom and whatever you needed, that's what I did. Uh, Till they got to know me. And now they trust me with their students. They know that my goal is their goal, that we're all there to help the kids be better. So I'm working lots more with those teachers, being able to be that second person there, sometimes uh, guiding them if they're really unsure of the technology we're incorporating, helping them brainstorm how to build lessons that aren't focused around the technology because the technology shouldn't be the star mm. you're in goal the standard what you're trying to teach the kid that's where we're going and this just adds that extra layer to make it great and then sometimes just being that extra hand because I had a teacher who told me I went into her classroom this was a month ago and she was telling her students she said what do we say every time we work with technology and they all say grace and patience. And I <laughs> laughed hysterically because she is exactly right. Some days it works and some days it's the dumpster fire. <laughs> okay. So that's a very helpful uh, description of the roles that you have, the success you're trying to get to, and some of the challenges you face. Uh, you both have been in the district for a while, right? You're not new to this district, correct? Well, I've been here. This is my 26th year. Um, in, in this position, it was created in, um, let's go with February or March <laughs> of 2020. So right before the pandemic, um, yes. there were 10 instructional facilitators in our district. And I had um, taken one of those jobs the October before the, pan the March of pandemic. And in January, they decided that they were going to cut all 10 of our positions and then create these four new positions. So that mm -hmm. was kind of coming prior to the pandemic. Our superintendent saw a need for a technology person that wasn't on the tech side, um, but so hired, I think, interviews like happened around the pandemic and mm. all that, and then started in August. Good timing. Um, when we were, <laughs> yes, it was. So it's been um, just trying to learn yeah. what we needed um, and how to proceed to get us to where we are. Our intention prior to the pandemic was never to be a one-to-one -one district. 
there was never that intention to have the focus on technology like we do now. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that pandemic forced our hand. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I feel like a lot of our teachers were like, okay, we're, we're rolling with this. And it propelled us forward at a speed that we weren't prepared for. Right. Okay. So now we're trying really hard to um, catch up and like catch up with devices and internet access. We have some areas in our district that when the pandemic started had no internet access at all. We parked some buses with some Wi-Fi um, uh, capability on the top of the buses that they would park those outside the schools so the parents could drive up with the students and um, sit in their cars and work um, and be connected. Um, they don't have cell service at their homes. Mm -hmm. So it's just the fact that there's no service at their houses, just right. none. So that has changed some. Um, we have a couple companies that have we've tried to work with that are coming in, charters expanding their services. Um, uh, there's Skynet, Skybest, mm. um, Skylink, uh, some of those types of companies that are putting in service in those areas. So um, we, we've done a lot of growing in the past um, two or three years yes. to, to get us up to speed. We're building the plane just a little bit while we're flying it. Yeah. Believe but us. We're we know how that goes. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like the parts are falling off and um, we're going to crash, but. But the engine's still there. Yeah, we're good. We, we keep, we keep moving. It's interesting yeah. you use that analogy because I think innovation often, the way we describe it as a kind of technology company, that's a startup that's trying to create something new that's never existed before is we kind of jumped off a cliff and are trying to build the plane before we hit the ground. And you're yes. random, rapidly trying to get those pieces together to get lift before right. you crash, right? So yes. it yes. Well, I, we're kindred spirits and we didn't even know it, right? right. <laughs> we feel, the, feel the same way. <laughs> so tell me a little about, so you've seen kind of the evolution of technology in Caldwell County Schools. And you've had a role as teachers experiencing the different types of teaching with technology and with maybe more or less technology. And now you have the role of guiding and coaching and helping the rest of the teachers succeed with much more technology in the classroom. Right. Could you just give me maybe like a good, bad, ugly, like paint the picture of when technology works in teaching, this is why it's better or what, what it allows to happen that is kind of the aspiration. And here's when it's just okay. And then here's when it's really bad. Like what, what, what can the different scenarios be of like technology as part of the teaching and learning process? I'm going to go with the really bad first. And Donna probably, she probably knows where I'm going to go. Um, during the pandemic, every company, every ed tech company in the world, I think, offered their product for free. Mm -hmm. So every teacher thought, I'm going to use all of these products. And now we are still, what, two, three years later, saying, you don't need that product. We have something else that works just like that. You can't use every product that was known to man. That was free. And now they're trying to charge us for it. Um, we have to focus on let's get good with like two or three. Mm. And then maybe we'll add another one in after we get really good with those two or three. I think we've found like that we can utilize a lot of like we're a Google district. Mm -hmm. um, we can use a lot of our tools that we currently have that will do what those products do yeah. just in a different way. So we have to like guide them. So I think the ugly has been all of the stuff that was free is now not free mm. and, and everyone wants 
everything and it's all completely different because this person's run off on this side and this person ran off with this and none of them they all scratched the surface but they didn't get deep enough to realize that we're having to deal with our tech department with the whole infrastructure what can run everywhere and what really helps the kids not just the bells and the whistles and the flashes because that's too easy to slide into right. with technology yeah. So tell me what does really help the kids? Like, what does that look like? So technology work, regardless of which app you use, what tool, like, what does it, what does it look like? I think being in a classroom and seeing kids mm -hmm. truly interacting with like a text or a math problem in a way that they wouldn't have been able to do like a couple years ago, um, like uh, the use of Flipgrid to hear them explain their thinking right. where you can have all your students in a room do that in like five minutes where before it would have taken like a whole class period to do that. And they can interact with each other in a different platform. They're still sitting in the room together. They're still having those conversations, but I think those conversations are a little deeper. Those shyer students are able to speak up and have a voice where before they didn't. Mm -hmm. um, we do some stuff with uh, Goose Chase and to see those kids get so excited about a competition, right. it's really not a competition, but they're engaged in learning and excited about it. I will never forget, um, this was before the pandemic, um, we were at a middle school or, or the middle school I used to teach and doing a goose chase lesson. And there was a young man who um, truly was not the best student loved him to pieces but um he typically i think slept through class and some of our elementary teachers came to watch the lesson because they wanted to see the goose chase that we were doing and um they pulled me aside and were like we don't know what you've done to that child he's participating he's answering questions he is involved and we've never seen that out of him before so that to me is where we have the opportunity with just changing the way we focus our, our thoughts on how we can utilize that technology. Just that one little thing was enough for him to get him engaged. And I think that's where um, our teachers have to, we have to work with our teachers to do a better job with that, to understand it's not all about just using the, it's not the bells and whistles. It's how are we using this in the lessons that we're trying, the current lessons we use how can we amp that up just a little bit? Yes. Sorry. And what I'm seeing, because we've done it just long enough now to where the kids were introduced to it, it is going into the lessons, but now I've watched the students who are having to show proof of their learning where traditionally, if the teacher is only using an assessment, a, a test, it's across the board the same and we're all different. The kids are suddenly now being able to go, um, I would like to do instead of a, a, a project, just writing a paper, could I do a Google slideshow? Or I'm gonna do a flip and I want to record, I want to do some video, uh, I'll have kids do research on, we show them how to use a technology inside of their classroom, they'll like it, realize that they can do more stuff with it, the next time I use it in their class, they come back and they're better at it than I was in the first place, it's the <laughs> best thing ever, they're doing my job for me, that I love, I love when they get spurred and I see them fired up about education because they love learning things. Every K-12, I told you that's what I go into. And every kid, even those kids that don't want to work, love learning something. 
but it's something they love learning. And when we start incorporating more of the tools that they love to interact with at home anyway, even gamifying things, just simple stuff, it fires them up like it does when they're doing their own research. It's not perfect, but we're getting there. (laughs) Okay. So this is a, I think, foundational, we can start here with this strong foundation of the best scenario in today's modern teaching and learning from what I heard from you is you have great technology that engages students that teachers can use effectively to drive those aha moments, those kind of self-driven, like I'm curious and I want to go down this path. And then you have the technology can maybe not get there for lots of different reasons. So let's now shift into you were one of the first innovative school districts in the country that partnered with Merlin Mind, a new AI company that had been working for years on how to develop a technology that we believed could not add a new technology to the classroom because we felt like there was enough great technology in the classroom, but rather make it easier to interact and use all of the fantastic tools and devices and technology that were in a classroom in a way that was a little more natural using human language and automations, kind of taking things that used to take many steps and compressing them into one with simple automations and commands. We call it lovingly Merlin, our digital assistant for the classroom. But you're some of the pioneers that have helped us understand what Merlin can do for classrooms and why it's important. So I would actually love to hear from kind of your own descriptions, like what is Merlin, right? Like we, we know what we think it is, but you're using it in your classrooms every day. Your teachers are using it. How do you describe Merlin? When somebody asks you about what you're doing with innovation in the classroom and you talk about Merlin and Merlin Mind, what do you say? What is it? I think I typically describe it as it's an assistant that lives in your computer, even though it's in its own little box. Um, but it, it really is there to make um, accessing files and links and all things on the computer faster and easier. And it allows the teacher to be more fluid in their classrooms. So our classrooms are not set up um, the best because, you know, the teacher computer is either at the front of the room or the back of the room. And if they're trying to use their computer to um, teach with, they have to keep running back to their computer to click on the next slide or to um, to open up a new file or whatever to keep the class flow moving. And Merlin allows them the opportunity to just walk around with a remote and they give the directions. They don't always have to have a remote, but um, but they um, give the directions and Merlin accesses those files and opens those files and moves to the next slide and um, plays the video and the teacher is still able to move around the room. So there's more engagement. I think there's less um, opportunities for students to um, uh, get, have, off task. Get, get off task and have <laughs> issues because um, the teacher is able to be to to move around the room and to be engaged with the students. So when I first tell people about <laughs> Merlin, I tell them that it's Alexa on steroids hmm. <laughs> because when Alexa first came out, I, I thought, huh, that's interesting. And now I really do have an Alexa everywhere. And uh, Merlin does so much more, but in a classroom, everything's so much more. But where Alexa really became very helpful to me was making a lot of things seamless. And Merlin does that in a classroom when everything with our infrastructure is working and when everything's going well with it. Um, 
because just like in my classroom, if I'm teaching and it brings up an idea, which everything always does of something I didn't know or they didn't know, I'm like, I don't know, let's run over here and we'd have to look it up. I don't have to do that now. They can actually say, hey, Merlin, you know, Google this or pull up YouTube. And those little tiny things make such a difference. And you'd think it would only do that in younger grades, but I see the older grades because it's really easy to be that kid in the back of the room trying to fly under the radar, either they're doing something they're not supposed to. And we were that way, even me growing up, you know, <laughs> the kid in the back is always the trouble kid, but <laughs> I was that kid. So now the teacher's up, they're moving, they're interacting. And kids will always of all ages interact with you and learn more when they're engaged. And engaged doesn't always mean just that they are really paying attention like they should. Sometimes being engaged is, oh, you're close to me. So now I, I am engaged. Mm. And Merlin really opened that up and helped with all of that. I think it's being able to ask those natural questions, like, you know, in the middle of a lesson that you don't know something and I, I think in the past, maybe students have been leery to ask, I don't know what that means. And then when they ask the teacher and the teacher's like, I don't know what that means either. And there wasn't like the teacher didn't want to take the time to go back right. to their desk or their computer and search real quick because that takes a couple minutes. Well, now they just say, hey, Merlin, da, 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 and off they go. So they they're learning on the fly mm -hmm. and then getting back to the, the, the main idea of the lesson without yes. like. Um, impeding Chasing the flow, rabbits. yeah, and, and impeding <laughs> the flow of the lesson. Yes. So. Okay, so that is a great introduction. Thank you. You, I think you described Merlin even better than I do or we do because you're living it. So this is why we want to learn from the experts, the practitioners, the people that are applying this in the classroom. Did you always believe Merlin would be helpful, right? I think I already know Randy because we talked about this, but I actually right. we want to hear the real honest truth of like sometimes when you hear new innovations, new ideas. We have doubts. We've seen new tech. We don't, we've seen it fail. What was your first thoughts when you heard about this, when you saw it? So um, Merlin, we, um, prior to me taking this position, we had a director of innovation and so she had a big, long, weird title. Um, and she has since retired, but she's the one that got uh, introduced us to Merlin um, through some of the work she was doing. And um, the first time she talked about Merlin and then we saw the demo, I was not a fan. I was like, it's just an Alexa. And it was um, a, a little um, unpolished, I guess. You all heard was, our feelings. Innovation's hard, just, right? We're um, jumping off that yeah, cliff. We're building a plane. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't right? even on, you know, yeah. they weren't. Yeah, it wasn't them available <laughs> in, on the real market yet. Yep. It wasn't available for sale quite yet. Um, they hadn't released it. Um, I think we were seeing it in August and they're a, planned release date was in uh, January right. to be able to put it on the market. And um, I was like, mm, this is this is not for me. I was not happy that like, yes, it frees the teacher up, but they had to carry a remote around with them because we all know they don't have to carry that remote around. They can have Merlin on and any, but then anybody in the classroom can give Merlin directions. And so that was a concern for all of us because we've all taught with students and Don and I myself have worked with middle school students, which I think is probably the, the harder group to work with. Um, sometimes um, you have to be on your toes with them. Yes. And um, 
just that they could give any directions to Merlin. So the teachers still had to carry the remote around. They would give the directions though, and it wouldn't pull up like the files. Um, but then um, working with the Merlin team and um, how responsive they have had been or have been to every request that we've had or asking us, does this work? Does this work? They came, they talked with our teachers. They, they spent afternoons with our teachers um, listening to the issues and the concerns that our teachers had. And when you have a company that wants to, wants to hear the voices of the users and truly, um, I don't remember his name, the Juan, Juan that came from <laughs> California that yeah set in our room and somebody would say something and he was immediately on his computer trying to figure out how to fix that yes. so that it and worked better. And they had better. the team there. Yeah. It was, that was, I think that's the part where my thinking shifted that, oh, they actually do want this to be a success, successful product. And But not because it's a product. Right. They wanted it to be a tool for schools and right. students. Hmm. That was the difference. They weren't going, oh, how can we make this where someone else will buy it? Because when we first heard about Merlin, I didn't want to be involved because, yes, it was great. And I do think just like I thought Alexa was crazy when it first came out. And now I have Alexas everywhere. I felt like, oh, yes, this is definitely going to be something that will be a thing. But I didn't want to be the pilot for it <laughs> because we were already building a plane. And now you guys just landed another heavy piece of equipment that we're really the ones trying to help our teachers because they can't be alone in this. Get it up, get it running, get it working. Um, Dr. Case, who was the one that brought it to us, I mean, that was her position. She had been removed from being a teacher for quite a while. And you your listeners are going to know what that means. Yep. When you're moved out of a position that you're no longer in the classroom, it can go a couple of ways. And Randy and I both are really so teachers without a classroom that oftentimes that's not the case when you've moved out of that position. That's all I'm saying. And I, I didn't want to deal with it. Because I thought, yes, it's going to be great. Caldwell County Schools is going to get all of this great publicity for that. We're a rural community. Uh, Randy moved here from another rural community in a different state. I was born and raised in Caldwell mm -hmm. County. This I went through our school systems. Um, I didn't leave because I couldn't. I, I like our school system but I don't want anything else that's not going to really make my kids better because that's the bottom line. And that team, when they came, I can't explain to you. We had meetings that went until five o'clock in the afternoon. Teachers came straight from school to this place to meet with the Merlin team. Nothing short of food will keep a teacher till five o'clock because they're about to die. Because we're tired. Oh, yeah. They were not ready to leave at five because Juan and that team were not trying to make Merlin better for you guys to sell a product. They were making Merlin better because they saw and they wanted it to impact those students. That is impressive to me and still my favorite thing about your company. So We believe 
good people have to be behind good technology. There's a, the, from the founders down to little old me, we have people who care about education and they're here because we believe AI can help teachers. And then what matters most, they can help students. Exactly. And so, that shows. So now. So that's why we like Merlin now. Okay. So, uh, but I, I'm sure even, it, so it's almost a year later now that from when you first started, if it was just nice people, but the technology still didn't do anything helpful, I think we'd, yeah, be, we we'd, be, we'd be friends, but we wouldn't still be using Merlin in classrooms, right? So Exactly. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the journey and like now, how do you feel about it? And why do you keep using it? What's going on with Merlin in your classrooms? So um, our teachers have, um, when you go in a classroom and you see how um, they feel less stressed about teaching because they're able to be more involved with their students. And I feel like that's what um, Merlin has enabled them to do is that they are now a part of the class because they're not behind their desk the whole right. time. They are actually, they feel like they're a member of that, that group where they can interact in a different way with their students. We have some teachers like the beginning of the school year, um, there was a pairing update that Merlin did and it was supposed to make pairing seamless well it wasn't working and she like um I am not on the tech side I don't know how to do this stuff on the back side nor do I that's not my lane I don't want to know I don't care we one of it. our tech guys keeps trying to tell me I was I was like I don't just want the yes or the no can you make this work that's all I care about but she said you are not leaving this room till you get this fixed <laughs> and so those things when the teachers are that um passionate about using the um the tool to make them a better teacher. That's where um, I love being and able to see that on every day. Yes. We are in the process of, we have purchased um, 47 more Merlin. So that will be a total of a hundred for us um, that uh, will be placed in classrooms. We have a K-5 elementary school that um, was actually, they had separated out several years ago. So it was a K-2 and a 3-5. And then they've since merged that school back into one school. And we are in the, uh, the hopes will be that that will be a Merlin school. So every teacher in that school will have a Merlin. We're having some issues right now. We use a new line uh, display uh, port, uh, panel. And so it's not wanting to communicate well with that display panel, but that's something that we hope the Merlin team can help get worked out with that. But I, I just feel like um, seeing the teachers, um, uh, you know, if you are on the Merlin Facebook page, one of our high school teachers um, put a, com a post out there um, yesterday or Tuesday, it was Tuesday, sorry, about um, how he was observed with yeah. the Merlin and how I, he didn't realize that had impacted his teaching so much that the other teacher noticed it. Yeah, in fact, I actually I actually want to read that quote if it's okay. And then I think so. Sean Moore is this teacher. I think we're going to yes, bring sir. him onto the podcast later because his story seems so interesting. But I want to I want to read his quote and then we can talk about it. And I think you even have some interesting context about his own journey with Merlin. But when I saw this quote, we at Merlin Mind, we believe that what we're doing matters, right? We've devoted our lives and our careers to this work, right? And we spend a lot of our time working days, nights, weekends to try to get this new technology working in a way that actually helps teachers and helps students learn. So when we see these kind of quotes, they spread through our internal 
messaging platform, right? We use Slack and everybody's like, oh, did you see this? That's amazing. Because we care that it's working, right? We want to know that. And so right. when we saw this, what struck our team and what was so important to us is this is what we aspire to do. So let me just read the quote. So Sean says, I was recently observed by another teacher in my school. Our school-wide professional development program goal is to do one peer observation per semester. And I received this feedback from the peer that observed me. It's truly amazing to see how a classroom should function. The students work so intentionally. Are these all high achievers? My classes this semester are so low, very low on motivation. I love that they, your class, actually read and used the assessment tool that they were given. They underlined, they circled, they boxed things. Also the collaboration, they had clear rules to follow and the timer to keep them on task, end quote. And then this is what Sean says about this observation from another peer teacher. I didn't realize how polished my use of Merlin has become. And this outside perspective from the other teacher helped me to see how much I have offloaded to Merlin and how much I'm able to just teach. I like having an active, well-managed classroom and Merlin has helped me immensely, end quote. For us, it's like, wow, right? And I'll tell you wow from our perspective, but then I wanna hear you guys say like, is it real, right? Because it almost sounds too good to be true to us, right? Because when I hear this, right. what I just heard this teacher say was, look, someone else just saw that I'm a great teacher. And they saw right. that I'm a great teacher because my students were engaged, which again, if we go back to what we started with, like that's the end goal. We're trying to get technology to help students be engaged. And we're trying to make technology easy so that teachers can do that with every single student. And here you right. have a teacher who says, hey, look, I'm doing it. And the reason I believe I'm doing it is because Merlin made it easier for me to teach. Right. That's really hard to quantify. It's really hard to prove. We've done third-party studies with right. academic institutions with you guys, and we're trying to get to that. This is like anecdotal testimonial. It says, wait a second, maybe Merlin is really doing what we think is possible with an AI assistant in the classroom. Right. So tell me, is it real? Like, do you believe Sean? I'm going to talk to Sean. I'm going to bring him on here and really dig into this. But why is Sean attributing that to I can't wait until you meet him. So, yes. Um, Sean um, has a science uh, degree, and he also has his instructional technology certification as well. So he is very techy. He's working with um, Rockabook to try to make his entire classroom paperless. Um, so we, um, he's a canvas user. So we use, we're trying to switch our teachers over to canvas. And so he uses canvas and he's working on an integration with Rockabook um, to be able to put some of their tools into canvas so that the students can do the paperless in, in a different way. If you don't know what Rockabook is, it's the, the um, paper, like the erasable, use the erasable pens. And so it's like a harder paper that, um, you know, you can erase and reuse. So you're not right. uh, using. And it saves into your drive and yeah. does right. all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yes. So Sean um, is really, he uses the technology. He doesn't use, he uses the tools that the district provides. Um, he might have a couple others that he uses, but he's really good about using, like, these are the things that I have um, access to, so these are the things that I'm going to use. And he'll work hard to be good at them or tell you he hates them. Yes. <laughs> he's and, very direct. So with that being said. <laughs> um, yeah, tell us the history. <laughs> in the beginning, or I don't, not in the beginning, probably like two or three months in, um, we were checking to see how usage was going with Merlin and we were um, talking to the teachers and Sean wanted the Merlin removed from his classroom. He didn't see the benefit or the power of it and he just didn't think that he was utilizing it the way that um, it was meant to be utilized. 
And so Dr. Case went and talked with him. And I, I think they just, um, he just needed to know that um, we don't expect you to use it every day. We don't expect you to use it every minute. Yeah, we need, we want you to use it when it's convenient and when it works best for your lessons. Mm. Um, so he decided to keep it. And then fast forward to Tuesday. I don't know when the post was written. I saw it Tuesday. Yeah. So fast forward to Tuesday and here we are. Yes. Like almost full circle. And so. when Dr. Case talked to him, he, because he is the kind of person that he is, and he is going to attempt to use it and he's going to work out all the kinks and he will find the things that are not working in his class. And he is not ever going to tell you, oh, this is great just to make you feel nice about it. Um, those are the kind of teachers we needed to know if we wanted to even continue with Merlin. So when she talked to him and encouraged him to stay, that was important for us. Mm. So him getting to that is pretty impressive. Uh, I had not heard the quote until now. So it's impressive. I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I look forward to hearing Sean's story from uh, from his own mouth and le learning about his experience. That'll be really educational for all of us, I believe. Yes. Um, other, so Sean's one end of the spectrum. Very technological, understands all of these tools, is right. doing what you want to do. You have a I mean, right now you said you're going to soon have a hundred different classrooms and teachers using Merlin. There's probably a spectrum of teachers. Right. Can you tell us maybe about some teachers who are in younger grades or older grades or not science subjects that are maybe not as technological? Like, is it just one kind of person or one kind of teacher or one kind of subject that gets value of Merlin? Or do you see it broadly in every classroom? Like, where's the, where's the opportunity? I think um, that the teachers that we choose and the teachers that were chosen, uh, they, they're not there. They have different tech tech skills, but I mm -hmm. think they were chosen because they were open-minded mm. to be change. willing to, to change <laughs> and to try. So they had that growth mindset of being willing to try something. We've had it in pre-K classrooms and see some of our um, communities and schools classrooms. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think kindergarten first, like just, we, we tried to pick. We got like, a big spectrum because and, we needed to know if it was going to be beneficial and um, uh, some ELA teachers. Um, we even, um, one of our top users in the district is a K-5 music teacher. Um, so he is phenomenal and he uses the, I, I think daily, he yes. uses Marlin at, at, at the school. And so uh, I think um, once they see what it can do and um, use it a little bit, it becomes almost like second nature for them. And so it's just, they pick up that remote and they're moving around and doing what they need to do. Um, right. I also think it helps our teachers be a little bit more organized. Yes. Um, you have to be very clear, like on when you want Merlin to open a file, you have to know the name of that file for Merlin to get the, the right one. And so I think it's helped them be more intentional on how they name things, mm -hmm. where they store stuff in their uh, Google Drive, um, when they're planning, like to be more intentional and like, okay, if, I, if I'm gonna use Merlin every day, I need to make sure I have this, this, and this set up. So, um, I, I, and then I think, you know, the better planned we are, the I think the better the your better classroom and the, and the better your classroom flows. Exactly. So, sorry. Um, I think because what Merlin is capable of doing, it doesn't matter what grade level you are, because all of us are using the same tools for our teaching. Mm. 
Mm. Um, Pre-K teachers, they're still using their Google Drive. They are still utilizing YouTubes, um, things that Merlin is helping them pull out. And like Randy said, um, we have definitely had a learning curve because when we became the Google District, of course, forever ago, even me, when I started teaching, it was not, I didn't think things through. And now I have layers upon layers upon layers of how to get into my Google Drive. So it has streamlined our planning, our thought processing, the backwards planning model that you use to teach a lesson is working really nicely just from backwards planning on how you're going to get this out of here from Merlin as well. Um, So I think that's why we're seeing it all over the place. That music teacher that utilizes it so much, his space that he has is huge because he kind of has a a multi-purpose room Mm. that's like an auditorium-ish thing. So it is very good for him to be able to work with all ages of his children and be up and moving and around. And he's worked so seamlessly with it. I brought it up to another classroom when we were talking about just technology and they didn't have a Merlin in their room. And all of those students were like, oh, yes, yes, Mr. McQuinn, I know exactly everything. (laughs) And I I don't know Mr. McGuinn that well, but um, I think uh, in life, he's not the most put together. Like, he's a little um, all over the place. He's creative. He's creative. And so I think that Merlin has kind of like pulled, like the way he teaches, it's made that more streamlined for him. So in his class, he can be more creative because he's got that, um, the the planning already done in the background. Yes, and the tools are there for him and he can be his creative self to do what he does with the kids. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate uh, Randy and Donna, you spending time with me today, telling us a little bit about the story of this wonderful corner of the world in Caldwell County, North Carolina. We know that being at the cutting edge of innovation often means you get cut, right? You probably have heard this before. Like it is hard to be at the front. It's hard to be a pioneer. You both said that when you kind of got dragged in somewhat to like being part of this whole Merlin thing, you weren't necessarily (laughs) thrilled about it. we can't thank you enough for helping us get the technology to where it is today. We want this to change teaching and learning for every teacher and student in the world. We believe that it will help drive that engagement, simplify teaching, and really improve what we're all trying to do here. But we wouldn't have gotten here without you. We wouldn't have gotten here without your teachers, without your, your patience and your grace to help us get to this point. So from the whole Merlin Mind team, we really do thank you for everything you've done. And we look forward to like much more collaboration and building together as you, sorry, go. I was just saying, like, we really appreciate our relationship with Merlin, you know, that has grown so much over the past year, year and a half. I don't even know how long it's been. (laughs) We have um, like a, a tech showcase that we do every summer. And this past summer, we asked Merlin, hey, would you like help sponsor this for all the teachers in our district? And they were like, yes. So because of Merlin, like they don't only support their program, they allowed our teachers to experience two days of um, great keynote speakers, um, great presenters, and learn about multiple programs that could be used, um, ways to use programs, um, ways to integrate other tools, and, and it wasn't just focused on Merlin. It was um, a, a two-day conference that we could not have put together without Merlin because we had 
two amazing keynote speakers. One was very motivational. One was um, uh, tech-centered. And it was just a great process. And without Merlin's support, we would not have had um, that great conference that we were able to put together for our district. So right. we really appreciate that relationship yeah. as well because they've been very supportive of, of our efforts here, not only with Merlin, but to help our students be successful. Right. You support your product, but you are supporting our community as well. Uh, we've definitely built a family relationship. So yeah, it's nice. Well, we we appreciate it, and it's fun to be friends with folks in uh, Caldwell County. The uh, last kind of request I'd have is speaking to other instructional technologists in the world. Would what do you recommend? Like, what if they're feeling those same things? Like, oh, one more thing. I don't want to add another thing to my plane that feels like it's a dumpster fire and the world's falling apart. Like. Is it worth it? Should they jump in with Merlin at this point? Can it drive the same results for their teachers and their students? If they have the same experience we've had with Merlin, yes. Um, now, um, looking back over a year, um, yes. I feel like um, we're only going to continue to grow. And um, as time allows to purchase more units, I know there's a couple of our other schools that would love to have a uh, one in every classroom. Yes. Okay, so um, are you getting requests from the rest of the schools, the rest of the teachers, like people want Merlin? <laughs> um, we are, um, yeah. and um, we we work on that as we can. Um, yes. You know, trying to find funding yep. um, to to be able to 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 provide those in the classrooms. Um, so I would say yes. Um, yes, it's scary, um, and I know that one thing more because not only is this. But there's so many other things that, you know, keep piling on and weighing that plane down. But, um, you know, I, I feel like in the end, if, it's been worth it. Yeah. If the other instructional technologists are in, you have to think, our county was just getting us where others already had that. So we're building this plane. We're working on our technology infrastructure. Uh, we just rolled off a pandemic where everyone's losing their minds. If we could work Merlin and decide, yes, you are a valuable tool and we'll continue to work with you. I think anyone not dealing with the crazy of that, yes, you should definitely. <laughs> it's gonna be way easier than what we've dealt with. Well, thank it you. It's worth it. <laughs> okay. Well, we look forward to continuing the story with Caldwell County. I look forward to teaching, talking to some of your teachers, and I'm sure we'll have one or both of you maybe on the show again in a year and figure out how are things going? What's changed? You were fantastic guests. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Supervised Learning. Until next time, keep learning. Keep learning.